Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Thursday, January the 12th. Our reading this morning continues through the first chapter of the Gospel of St. Mark, which we have been going through this week. And this particular passage is Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. And the Gospel of Mark begins uh, in this first chapter with a great deal of healing. And again, we have to return to the messianic secret because the healings that Jesus performs, uh, the exorcisms and so on, it's always uh, associated with the importance of keeping the messianic secret. And we'll see that in full measure today because Jesus uh, again, wants to avoid a misunderstanding of what kind of Messiah he is. He's not the Messiah that's political and military. His kingdom is not of this world. And in this particular passage, Jesus does something very shocking, uh, especially to the sensibility of the times. Uh, Jesus is walking along, and as he's walking, a leper approached. Now that itself tells you something is up, because the lepers were required to uh, shout out, leper unclean, leper unclean. Now imagine that. And the lepers often lived apart from everyone else because they believed at the time that leprosy was contagious. It was also a sign of ritual or religious impurity. That is, the corruption of a soul manifested itself in corruption of the flesh. If not that person, then their ancestors who had committed grave sins, it had been visited on their future generations. And so the sin was not simply that individual sin, but it was generational. And we can understand that at some level because we know that there is a hereditary component, for example, to some diseases in which uh, one of the things that they ask you is, has anyone in your family had whatever it may happen to be? As if somehow that, and it can be passed on from uh, one generation to the next. You have a propensity for it. Or it may be dormant, but you may pass it on where in another generation it becomes activated. And so they use that in terms of the spiritual dimension. That one generation's sins, the punishment would be passed down through the generations. And so the lepers were considered not only physically unclean, but they were also spiritually unclean, and it was out of the question that they would be anywhere near the uh, unclean population. And uh, often they had to have signs or even bells indicating their condition so that no one would become 
ritually or spiritually impure or contaminated by touching them. So Jesus, in hearing the request, the leper says, if you will do so, you can cure me. If you do so, you can cure me. And so Jesus is moved with pity. Pity is one of the major aspects of Almighty God. And Jesus very often is moved with pity. For example, at the sight of the crowds, they are like sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus says, pray that your father may send workers to the vineyard, vocations, to care for those who are following him. And so Jesus is moved with pity. And what Jesus does next is quite, quite shocking. The uh, Pharisees, the scribes, and those who are watching are no doubt horrified at this. Jesus stretches out his hand and touched him. Oh, my Lord. Jesus is now going to be contaminated. He's going to be ritually impure. He touched the leper, and the sins of the leper are now transferred to Jesus. That's their mode of thinking. But Jesus touched him. And Jesus says, I do will it. Be cured. And the leprosy left him then and there, and he was cured. Jesus gave him a stern warning and set him on his way. Not a word to anyone now, he said. Go off and present yourself to the priest and offer for your cure what Moses prescribed. That should be proof for them. That is, no, notice that, please, notice that. Uh, not a word to anyone now. Don't go around telling everyone because, once again, we're going to raise these false expectations that I'm a messiah who is a kind of magician or the kind of political leader just waiting to take over. Uh, he says, no, go and present yourself as a cure to the priest and do what Moses prescribed. That should be proof for them. And of course it isn't because they're not interested in that. They're interested in persecuting Jesus. But notice, he says, not a word to anyone. There again, the messianic secret. Now the man went off and began to proclaim the whole matter freely, making the story public. So much for keeping a secret, huh? Like us, let me tell you a secret. Well, by the afternoon, it's all over the place, usually embellished, distorted, and everything else. But the important thing is, and let me add what the Mark adds as the result of this. It was no longer possible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He stayed in deserted places, yet people kept coming to him from all sides. You see, that's, that's what Jesus wanted to avoid. Jesus has to be about healing. 
as a sign that the kingdom of God is present in Jesus, even to the curing of lepers. But at the same time, this only inflames further their false expectations. Sometimes even the Messiah can't win with people. So naturally he goes off and tells everybody about it and they keep coming to him and Jesus has to avoid public places, towns, like a, like a superstar who goes to a restaurant, is not able to eat because everybody comes over to his table. It's the same thing with Jesus right now. And Jesus then is deterred from preaching the kingdom of God, which is why he came. And the important thing here in the midst of all of this is that Jesus touched him. God is not a God who comes to us at a distance. He's, he doesn't simply throw things at us. He doesn't simply say, keep, keep your distance and here, here's the, come on, I'll, I'll cure you, but just stay over there, stay away. I'll heal your sins, but don't get too close. We just recently celebrated the nativity of our Lord, the word becoming flesh and dwelt amongst us. God became human in the person of Jesus. God entered into our human condition, not at a distance, not from heaven and just kind of said, okay, go ahead, you're forgiven, move on. Jesus, fully human, and yet divine, born in a stable, in a crib in Bethlehem. Jesus on a cross on Golgotha, taking upon himself our sins, our guilt, died a real death. And Jesus rose bodily on Easter morning. That, that shows the depth of God's love. God is all in with us. God is with us and for us totally and completely, not at a distance, not some force up in heaven, some spirit roaming around up there, some nebulous entity. God takes on a human face in the child Jesus, in the man of sorrows on the cross, and throughout the public ministry. Jesus gets thirsty, he gets hungry. Jesus uh, is filled with pity, with sadness and sorrow. All of those things that are associated with us because the word becomes flesh. God does not heal us and simply say, stay away, keep your distance. He says, come to me, all you who are labored and heavy burdened, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And so in our own in our own Christian life, it calls for involvement. It calls for a willingness to enter into in a true giving of self to others, not simply throwing things at them, 
not simply uh, at a distance, but it requires us to enter with compassion, to enter into, to be one with those who are in need. That is the depth of God's love for us. And through God's grace, we are called to be one with the brokenhearted, one with the wayward, one with the suffering, one with the dying. One with those who rejoice, we rejoice. Those who celebrate, we celebrate for them. And so the Christian life is a life of engagement, encounter, and and involvement. It calls for us to give ourselves as God has given himself to us in the person of Jesus. So let us today in those times when the Lord calls upon us to be of service to others. Others call upon us in their need that we may be all in in imitation of Christ. Let us be willing to touch the hurting, the broken, the unclean, those who are rejected and despised, cast off and thrown away. For there is Christ, the least of our brothers and sisters. You have done it to me, Jesus says. So let us today follow the example of Christ. And each day the Lord grants us, not at a distance, but let us give ourselves as God has given himself to us completely in the person of his beloved Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you.